0: Go. Darling, no go. No go. Five
1: ten. go 5 you know the blackhawks christmas party is monday it's gonna be more like a mash unit good god they can't stay healthy yes, I'm going last night the hawks lose five to one to, nash- to nashville to nashville the vegas nash yes, vegas nash vegas um and Vegas, outside of a game, have had their number since the franchise existed. But uh, Ole is walking around with flu-like symptoms and some mystery disease that nobody knows what it is. Mystery yeah. illness. Um, and um, uh, DeHaan uh, goes out last night. We don't know for how long. Shoulder injury. Duncan Keith is still out. Yep. So if you'd like to play defense for the Hawks, they could use you right now. Yeah, they were
2: down to five defensemen last night, and it uh, it kind of showed. Uh, there was a couple other guys that were playing a little extra minutes, maybe they didn't expect to, like uh, the youngster Adam Boquist, and uh, you know Corey Crawford wasn't exactly pleased with uh, how things turned out last night. Uh, was he bad in the and mad in the post game? Well, I don't think he was mad in the post game. You could just kind of see after the I believe it was the third goal that went in, he uh, picked up his stick and was ready to swing it like a left-handed
1: batter. Yeah, I go. Can I get a little help, back? Yeah, there? Exactly right. Uh, they're just beat up. They are really, really beat up, and um, you know, to uh, get healthy and get right is not going to take place overnight. And they got to get going. Yeah, So a tough situation. It's not early anymore, as we discussed. Uh, in baseball, why am I starting with sports? Because well, I want to. <laughs> um, in uh, in baseball, um, you're our baseball guru. Mm-hmm. You got an addition and a subtraction, maybe. Yeah, that's true. With as far as Chicago teams are concerned, though, the White Sox.
2: Got a, a right fielder yesterday, a left-handed bat, Nomar Mazzara. He's a big dude. Yeah, 6'4", uh 200-pounder, and uh, he hit a ball 505 feet this year in uh, Arlington, a game I was uh, calling uh, against Reynaldo Lopez. 505 feet in the second ways. deck in right field. Yeah, uh, Left-handed batter. So, I mean, that, uh, that addresses a need. I'm not sure they're done. Let's put it that way. And then Chris Bryant may be on the move. There's a lot of teams that are uh, said to be very interested in acquiring his services from the Cubs. So You see that as a good move or a bad move? I see that as a bad move. Even, even if. Pay the money, keep him. Well, even if the, the, uh, the arbitrator, the big holdup is the arbitration, because he filed a grievance about how the Cubs kept him down for the 17 days uh, to, to keep him for the extra year. So when that arbitrator comes out with his decision, he'll either be a free agent after this year, or after next, it just kind of depends on how the arbitrator goes. So there's there's some teams that are scared away by that, and I think the Cubs are the more more scared
1: about it than anybody because if it's a free agency after this year, they'd rather get they'd rather trade him and get something for him. Is there a third baseman somewhere in the Cubs pipeline that makes sense? Well, I mean, Nico Horner is the young guy that's uh, been a third baseman in his career and. Uh, You know, Javi Baez has played there as well, if you have another shortstop to talk about. I mean, just keep in mind, it would be a big hole. The distance between Ron Santo and Ron Say, and then Ron Say and Aramis Ramirez. (laughs) It's huge. Yeah, so... It's uh, a vast wasteland. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, so they're they're going to... Super Joe, would you get rid of Chris Bryant? I know you're a White Sox fan, but would you get rid of Chris Bryant? Yeah, I'd trade him to the South Side. Oh, you would? Okay. Mm -hmm. okay. Yep. Yeah. All right. That seems rational. It's a good idea. We don't want him to go... No, he's a nice fella. Newly married, right? Yeah, newly married. Are and... they having a baby? Uh, Chris Bryant, are they?
3: Uh, I don't know. That's I thought I heard that, but uh, maybe I didn't hear that. I'm not having a baby. Yeah, with Chris I'm not Bryant. either. No, no they're but... married. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. Chris Bryant, his wife. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. That might be the case.
4: I got confused. Steve, how are you? Doing very well this morning. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. Good. It's kind of chilly out there today.
1: It's super cold and it sucks. Chicago Police Department changing it up. Charlie, Beck, the interim uh, uh, superintendent. <laughs> Uh changes something that's been around for a long time, and our pal Nancy Liu joins us. Nancy, how have hey you been getting up at this hour for so long and looking so great? I mean, I, 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 I look, I've been doing it for two weeks. I look like I died.
5: <laughs> oh, come on. It's not that bad. I actually am a morning person. I am a very strange bird. I have a very set routine, and for some reason, I prefer this shift. Oh, I yeah, absolutely love it. it.
1: Yeah, there's something wrong with you. We're going to have to have you checked.
5: You know what? I do joke with my friends that I'm a premature senior citizen.
1: Right. So what time do you go to bed?
5: I go to bed around 7, 7.30, 8. So yeah, 8,
1: o'clock, 8 o'clock is late.
5: Yes. Oh, yeah. I'm, I usually am lights out by 8 o'clock. Well, I'm you... pretty exciting.
1: You always look wide awake and ready to rock. And All right, so tell us about this story with the CPD.
5: Yeah, well, WGN, we obtained the letter that Charlie Beck sent out to the rank and file. It's, as you know, it's 13,400 people within the police department. I'm going to read it off very quickly because uh-huh. it's a very short letter. He said, Dear Members, while I was pleased to see that many of you have registered to take the Sergeant Promotional Examination on Saturday, I continue to hear that members have had dissati- have been dissatisfied and discouraged by the Merit Promotion System. Therefore, in consultation with Mayor Lightfoot and Fraternal Order of Police President Kevin Graham, I decided that I will not make any Merit Promotions during my tenure as interim superintendent. I will also recommend that my successor not utilize the Merit Promotion System and that the department hold promotional exams every two years in the future. Thank you and stay safe. Charlie Beck. Very short, but very clear in saying that the merit promotion system is on ice for the time being.
1: So that's not to say that those who have received merit promotions couldn't pass the exams in the past, but in some cases, maybe most cases, didn't have to take Mm -hmm. them because based on relationships, they were promoted.
5: Yep, and that was the system. So they, you know, not necessarily took the exam, not necessarily did well on the exam. And as you may know, this system started in the 1990s with then-Mayor Richard M. Daley. And according to the Trib, you know, back then he had said that it was to promote diversity to the supervisory ranks bring more people of color into the upper ranks. And, you know, Mayor Daly noted that there were a lot of ambitious people who did not test well.
1: Right. So, right. Well, that's a yeah. fair consideration. But just to make it a blanket policy, I guess, has caused the problems that led to Beck's decision. So are we getting any closer on a superintendent or is it too early to know?
5: Well, you know, the police board is, that's the process that's ongoing. Uh, Mayor Lightfoot had said that, you know, she hopes to start talking with people next month. Um, And hopefully, you know, we will have a new top cop in place early next year. Um, But clearly, Charlie Beck is the interim, and it certainly seems like he's making some tough decisions while he's there. And possibly that's why Mayor Lightfoot wanted an outsider an outsider to come in and make some tough decisions while he's here
1: yep without a doubt um great stuff as always i know you gotta go do some more tv thanks for coming on and (laughs) thanks for telling me your schedule have a great day there you go that's nancy lou from uh, wgn tv um i I don't don't, let's go around the room what time do you go to bed when you do this show andy uh it's impossible for me
2: to go to bed before 10 o'clock yeah i had to watch a little hawks game last night too
1: yeah and that started at nine mary vandeville nine o'clock yeah that's where i am
3: yeah, I usually get about six and a half.
4: Uh, Steve? Uh, I'm in bed by eight o'clock. Eight o'clock, yeah. It's very tough to do, but uh, I start turning out some lights at about uh, six o'clock and then uh, make myself sleepy. And uh, And by eight o'clock, I force myself now to go to bed and, and uh, I generally fall asleep. So. Man. And then I'm up at three o'clock.
1: So let me grab this call. This is somebody from the uh, Chicago Police Department. They want to remain anonymous, which is fine, and uh, we work in the department. All right, so you heard Nancy Liu uh, reporting uh, on that story. What's your take on this?
6: I did. um, Just for clarification, when it comes to the merit part of any promotional exam, they have to take part one. It's pass-fail. There's no score given. It's just they... They take their time in figuring out what number to get the most applicants through the passing process. And then part two, they don't even have to take, and then can be meritoriously promoted. And we have people that have been meritoriously promoted their entire career and not scored. Well, promoted on their own.
1: So it's an unfair system.
6: No, Definitely.
1: So, so you—I mean—you support what Beck's done here. Would you say the majority of your your uh, your colleagues feel the same way?
6: Yes, absolutely. So
1: absolutely. let's level the playing field and and, and uh, move on from here. What what about the idea of uh, promoting uh, men and women of color? Has that happened? Is there diversity in the ranks?
6: I believe so. I think it's gotten better. Um, it, you know, the the initial goal of when they brought merit in. Um, I think got bastardized, if I can say it. Yeah, sure, um, sure. You know, I, you know, I think what the initial goal was intended to be was probably in and of itself a noble idea. Sure. But as it's manifested over the years, it's just it has become a laughing stock. Where you know some individuals again have made meritorious bumps to every promotion that they've gotten and you know there's people that are you know studying and busting their humps and working two jobs and taking care of families and you know they may not score as well but because they don't have the political ties or you know they're not somebody's guy you know they're they're screwed
1: well and also common sense would dictate that if you can't pass certain exams we would be concerned at the public that are you ready for a promotion to manage other people that could
6: I would second that thought.
1: Also, yes. So, all right, man. I appreciate it. Thank you. Yep. Bye. There you go. Five twenty-five. Can you imagine if we had to take tests to advance here? Like this show is the big money show on the station. Okay. So let's say when I was doing afternoons before I got fired back in two thousand ten, and I had to take an exam to get the morning show. Hmm. Um. I wouldn't study till the last minute, <laughs> and then I'd cram like at
4: midnight. <laughs> Sounds like what I What would the questions even be? How do you feel about getting up at three a.m.? So I, I'm probably the I mean, only one among us that did have to take an exam for my first job. What kind of exam? I did. so at uh, WB when I was at WBBM, yeah. Yeah. Uh, when I was being hired, I had to take a, a current events quiz, a news a, test, a detailed what? current events quiz. That uh, one of the questions was, "Where is Sox Park? Where is Wrigley Field? What are the streets? What's the address? Who are the senators? Who are the lawmakers? Who name two aldermen? Name you know? Were you putting
1: a room to take the
4: I was, yeah. And uh, my hiring. Did you have your phone? I did not, no. My hiring was uh, Nobody had a phone reliant. back then. Yeah, we didn't have phones back then.
1: <laughs> Vivian, you were, you're were you 26. You worked at WBBM. Did you have to take uh, some sort of test when you worked there as well?
7: Um, yes, I did.
1: Same, same kind of thing?
7: Uh, it's, it's not as, uh, it wasn't exactly the same,
1: no. Well, what type of questions do you remember?
7: Um, I remember where do you get your news um, and questions like that.
1: Well that's more personal though.
4: They didn't ask you knowledge questions?
7: Well, I don't even really remember. This was four years ago.
4: Now, yeah, Pam Jones, who's here uh, in our newsroom this morning, she's also a former WBBMer. she had at T V. She had to take a similar test at T V. What kind of sweatshop are they
1: running
3: over there? <laughs> I, I took the, I took a test as well when I applied for a job back then, but I ended up somewhere else. But this is at C B S? Mm-hmm. You know, I think I might have taken one at MAQ as well. I don't well, really let me remember. tell you
1: something. We'll hire any stooge here. <laughs> no test at all. Good morning. Hello. Hi there, sunshine. You look good this morning. Oh, come here. Come here. You Come here. It's going to be a good day. I hug the listeners every morning, Andy. I don't want to make you uncomfortable. No,
2: it was good. I mean, it was uh, making me a okay. little jealous.
1: Made Orion uncomfortable. I'll tell you that right now. That's the right. legend is standing by with an agribusiness report.
0: Good morning. We returned from a very rainy Washington late yesterday afternoon before the announcement had been made by Speaker Nancy Pelosi that her concerns about the North American Free Trade Agreement revision, she said her concerns have been taken care of and she said we'll go ahead and bring it to a House vote. And at the same time, there was a signing ceremony in Mexico city. As top officials from Canada, Mexico, and the U.S. signed again a fresh overhaul at that quarter-century-old trade agreement that aims to improve enforcement of worker rights and hold down prices for biologic drugs by eliminating a patent provision. The event at the National Palace was attended by Mexico President Manuel Lopez Obrador, Canadian Deputy Prime Minister Christian Freeland, U.S. Trade Representative Robert Lighthizer and U.S. White House Advisor Jared Kushner. However, now a new wrinkle to swift ratification in the United States. As Mitch McConnell said, the Republican controlled Senate would not take up the deal before a congressional recess, potentially pushing the vote into next year. The interesting trading world never ends. Soybean futures firmed yesterday, sixth consecutive session of higher prices. Corn futures also edged higher, and the report that Chinese buyers booked at least 300,000 tons in U.S. soybean purchases on Monday. That's Agribusiness. I'm Orion Samuelson.
1: Who'd like a couple of Costco tips for uh, shopping? Little business Costco tips for the holidays. I'll take some. All right. Did you know you don't need a membership to get in? Did not know that? I did not know that. Wait, how, what? You go out and buy a $5 gift card anywhere. You know where they sell gift cards? You're five to, you just flash your gift card at the entrance, and you're in. What? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, a gift card gets you in. Now, if you're going to Costco 10 times, that's 50 bucks. Get the membership. Genius. Uh, but that's a way to get in. Another way to get in where you don't need a membership is if you fill prescriptions. Now, this is the honor system. So if you walk in and say you need to fill a prescription, the person at the front will point you to the pharmacy. But if they see you rolling out with a giant cart full of stuff, they may not be as happy. But again, Costco's making money off you, so why not? Best time to shop at Costco? When do you think that is? When it's closed. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you could get in, then I wouldn't <laughs> okay. recommend. You know, it. I don't
3: have a membership. Is that place open twenty four seven? No, it's not. Oh, at- okay.
4: No, it's kind of reasonable hours. Well, I'm then four 99. o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I'd say one. O- I'd say one o'clock p.m. and at weekday afternoons. Saturday afternoon at noon. No. No. Um, the best time to shop
1: is Tuesday and Wednesday mornings hmm. because they've restocked fresh for the week and there's less people in there. Uh, this one should be obvious, but avoid the end caps. The end caps are where they're highlighting items they want to move. The prices are generally good, but not necessarily as great as what might be down the aisle. The Kirkland brand, conti- that's the Costco brand, continues to be awarded again and again and again by consumer groups as being as good or better then the brand items we pay more money for. I'll give you an example. Duracell batteries. Not cheap. Duracell's been around a long time. You know who makes Kirkland batteries? Duracell. Aha. Uh-huh. Same company. And the same ingredients. You read the side of a bat. Oh, they don't have another battery, do they? Uh, so there's a couple of just quick little Costco tips for you. A little help getting in. It's good knowledge. Pharmacy for a gift card. Walk right in the front door. And obviously you can get uh, gas if you have a membership. i tell you what, that gas membership, you pay for that $50 membership, you're going to save that in gas pretty quickly. And one Philip So the Boeing company has had a very rough year with the 737 MAX. And our friend Cynthia McFadden from NBC sat down with a whistleblower from Boeing, someone who worked at Boeing for quite some time, was a military man, got a job at Boeing, was thrilled with it and then got very nervous about what was going on in the factory. In the midst of my conversation with Cynthia yesterday, by the way, as she rode the train from Washington to New York, so she's a trooper. She was talking on the train. Um, we talked about a number of things, including, check out this statistic.
5: They were only getting planes out on schedule less than 10% of the time. You can imagine the pressure that senior managers were then putting on the workforce it to speed things up, Ed Pearson says, listen, that pressure created a, a culture in which I observed and there are records to show that potential safety errors were being baked into these planes, so to say, not just the MAX, but the entire 737 fleet being built at that time. And I just want to say, you know, there are several hundred, you know, we know the MAX is grounded. But there are several of those 737s built during that period that that Pearson just said, listen, they need to have a safety check. What if I'm right? So that's what he's going to say to the Transportation Committee, and uh, he thinks a check should be made. So
1: So the one thing that really struck me, too, about him, this is a big, tough guy, and he was very emotional talking to you and has an incredible amount of guilt uh, about not speaking up sooner or maybe not speaking up enough. Did you have that sense?
5: Yeah, I mean, he said, I mean, he had written his first letter to... To the, to the man who supervised the 737 program, his first email, four months before the Lion Air fell. And he said the day he heard that plane had gone down, you know, he he wept. He said, I just thought maybe I could have done more. And then after that happens, he escalates. He writes to the CEO of the company. He goes to the general counsel of the company. He even writes to the board of directors, every single one of them, a special separate email. He got no reply from the board, and 19 days later, the second 737
2: MAX went down. It's unbelievable. You know, you know it's uh, it, you know, it,
5: it, it heartbreaking. Yeah, you know, and I think we have to be exquisitely clear about what he's saying and what he's not saying. He is not saying that, that he can prove that these planes went down as a result of, of problems on the factory floor. But what he's saying is it, we need to look at this. The, 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 the leap to say, oh, it was just the software problem. He says, you know, doesn't really relay the full extent of what he feels is going on, and I and I think you know we'll see what the we'll see what the health Committee has to say. I mean, it's pretty amazing though because when he uh, reached out to the FAA, they basically uh, said uh, thanks, no thanks. NTSB basically said mm, not our job, not our jurisdiction, and he never heard back from the uh, Department of Transportation. You know, he's represented by a by a lawyer named Eric Havian, and he, he does nothing but. Rep- represent whistleblowers and uh, he's represented hundreds over the last 25 years. He's taken Ed's case pro bono because he thinks it's so important that people hear what he has to say. And he said, I, in my 25 year career doing this for a living, have never encountered the kind of regulatory uh, blindness and deafness I've encountered in this case. I, I said to him, what do you think going on? Is Boeing too big to fail? Is Boeing too big to regulate? And he said, look, I can only tell you There's something that I don't understand going on here.
1: And listen, this is a guy who left a job he loved uh, until he didn't and decided to retire in August 2018. Another quote he gave you, he said, I felt like I was abandoning the Titanic.
5: Yeah, and he said, you know, listen, he lives in in the heart of Boeing country out on the West Coast, you know. He has five kids. He said, this has been hard. is a bit hard because I have friends and family who, who, you know, love Boeing. I love Boeing, but I want to hold it to a higher standard. So, using public sources, uh, Ed Pearson has assembled a list um, besides the two catastrophic crashes of 13 other incidences where 737 Max has had a safety issue. Now, some of them look to be rather, I mean, I'm not an expert, but we've had some experts look at it. Some of them uh, may not be the, of a catastrophic nature. In one instance, a Norwegian airline had to make an emergency landing in Iran. In another, the jet lost its right engine upon takeoff. I mean, there are some concerns here. And if that's if these are accurate, and and we've been able to document using public sources that these all occurred, that's four percent of the seven thirty seven Maxes that were, were produced during this period.
1: That is, I mean, that's another incredible statistic. And look, the bottom line is here. This is what Great reporting does it gives an opportunity for Mr. Pearson to come out and talk about this. Alerts the company that a lot is known here, and lives could be saved. So, as always, Cynthia McFadden, my fan, my what it would be my fandom,
5: my my, my my appreciation for
1: you gets bigger and bigger. Especially doing this interview on a train. Uh, <laughs>
5: this is fun we can i've got another hour let's keep talking yeah well that's the thing Um, we we can do a whole series of train
1: interviews where we only talk while you're on the train uh but let's remind people where they can see this nbcnews.com is the best spot right
5: absolutely and you know we've we posted it up on our on our twitter accounts and um but yeah go to nbcnews.com
1: And uh, thank you to Cynthia McFadden. Uh, Meanwhile, Ed Pearson is the Pearson and the Ed we spoke of, the whistleblower.
4: Uh, Steve, you got a market outlook for me? I do. Here are some of the things that could move the markets on this uh, Wednesday, December the 11th. Uh, Of course, we'll see the Federal Reserve's decision on interest rates today, following a two-day meeting. Uh, Largely expected that interest rates will be uh, remain unchanged. Uh, The Federal Reserve chairman will have a news conference after that announcement a little bit later this afternoon. Inflation figures for November are due today. Analysts are forecasting a gain of one-tenth of a percent over October. They see inflation rising 1.9% over November of last year. We'll see that report at about 7.30 Chicago time this morning. So a few things that could move the markets on Wednesday, December the 11th. When we come back, bingo. Controversy. Vandeveld, And uh, let me remind you as well that the Market Outlook sponsored by Associated Bank. Vandeveld
1: bingo, Contra. It's not actually a part of Mary, but we, I have a bingo story for you. Oh, good. So a Louisiana man named John Cook, Mary Vanderveld, uh was uh, arrested for manipulating a Bonanza bingo game where he was the ball picker. Seems he was picking the balls out in a particular order and then pocketing one he wanted as the winner and then putting the winner in when he wanted it. Someone was playing a card for him, and he won a whole bunch of money for his family and for him until he got caught on video, and now he's in jail.
3: That's terrible. So here's what I'm
1: wondering. You do the bingo at the nursing home when?
3: I do it at the Brookdale home in Glen Island. on um, Saturdays okay. at 11. Now, a lot of those folks probably
1: don't have the same you know vision they had when they were younger. Yeah. <laughs> so you're calling the
3: numbers? Yeah, but it's in one of those mm. spinners, you know, the the little the, the little orbs. Yeah. It just is, so it spins around, lands on a thing, comes yeah. out. Yeah. Once in a while they drop on the floor, you know, I gotta pick them up.
1: Steve, we may need an I-team investigation here eh. because Mary Vandeville could easily manipulate that game, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm they thinking there might be a little bit of well.
4: graft going on here. I don't know. We <laughs> just maybe get uh, Ben Bradley in the investigating team on this. It's not really a matter of if she's doing it, it's a matter of how often. Well, know, my, my
3: aunt does win quite often.
4: Hmm. <laughs> no. So basically what you're saying is a family member, you fix it for a family member to win and then you share the profits.
3: Yeah, and then she takes me out to lunch. Oh, so it's all about lunch. <laughs> yes.
1: All, all about fine. lunch.
4: <laughs> Let's find out what Vandeveld's driving. If she rolls
1: in in a new Tesla, we'll know something's going on at the home. Can you uh, hey, if, a I
3: Tesla? Was, I would, if I was winning at bingo, I wouldn't, wouldn't be here. <laughs>
1: What do you mean? You wouldn't enjoy getting up, coming in? Yeah, no, they they only play with quarters. Oh, yeah. Well, it's only quarters to you. To them, it's a fixed income and it's dinner. (laughs) Hope you're happy. Coming up on six o'clock after six on the show, Karen Conti will give us some legal advice. Of course, we have your top six at six later. Bella Gandhi on well the the what is it the cuffing period of uh, relationships it's between Thanksgiving season. and cuffing season, between Thanksgiving and Valentine's Day <laughs> in the Antioch Community High School Choir coming up. And uh, this morning's celebrity Christmas card by phone is Donald Trump. Mm. Yeah, the Trumps will be on. Well, let's play a quick round of You Must Pick One. We'll get to the top six at six coming up. 611 Steve Cochran Show. This is show number 1500. One, five, Woo-hoo! zero, nuts, everybody. zero. Nice. Oh,
3: yeah. Woo-hoo! Where's our new hats? You said you were getting us new hats.
1: 1,500 hats. I'll get those 1,500 hats by the 2000 yeah. show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so congratulations to all. Thank you for all the fine work you've done. Show number 1,500 is on the air. All right, so you must pick one. You know how this works? I give you three stories. You must pick one. You can okay. pick at least one, okay? okay? But you must pick one. Another new entry in the word of the year for 2019. That's uh, story number one. Story number two. What's that? What's that smell? That's story number two. Story number three. An update on the buds, uh, the butt slapper from the bridge run in uh, Savannah. That story that I was ranting about the other day. Remember the reporter on the bridge? Mm, she no. got a butt slapped.
4: Oh, yeah. Uh, Steve? Ah, uh, you know, I love a good sniff story, so, smell story, so let's do the sniff story. One vote for sniff. Mary?
3: Yeah, since we have a clagged toilet this morning, I'm going with the sniff. <laughs> By the way, yeah. <laughs> I hate this topic. I hate,
8: hate, hate talking about this. I'm sorry, I brought but, it up.
1: <laughs> here's the deal. Apparently yesterday, sometime yesterday, uh-huh. Uh-huh. somebody had a problem in the bathroom. They then put a sign on the door. This is the, the main
4: bathroom in the actual studio section of the building.
3: One I refuse to use. There's two in uh, it's the bathroom down bathroom. The hall.
4: That's what I call it. Yeah, it's the bathroom where we go, where we have to go in a hurry. Yeah. So. so here's the deal. sign on the door says, <laughs> use
1: other toilet, this one clogged. You can't write the words out of order on it so I'm not nauseous when I walk by it. I know. That's, and that was the first thing I saw this Out morning. of order. And by the way, apparently nobody told building operations, we're going to need a little help on 18. Mm -hmm. All right, so I'm done with the rant. And And it's a priority, too. You
4: need to look at your diet if
1: you're damaging a toilet at work. Two for sniff. Andy? Uh, I'm going to make it a three. All right, well, that's the majority right there. Let's sniff. Uh, The story comes from uh, a high school. Or is it, in fact, a middle school? It's in Florida, as all weird news is. A Manatee County school bus had to be evacuated after students complained of a noxious smell. Turns out it wasn't a bus driver. And it was the middle school. Buffalo Creek Middle School. The smell got so bad, the bus had to be pulled to the side of the road. And another bus had to be brought up to take students home. After an investigation it turned out that the axe body spray in one of the backpacks of one of the boys went off and couldn't be shut off. Oh, too much axe body spray. Axe attack. Now, uh, uh, here's my story. Uh, after your story, go ahead. All right. go ahead. Well, well it t- stupid stuff you
2: do in your middle school. Well, this was this was uh, regarding Axe body spray. This goes back to like 2002 or three when I was in the booth with uh, with Ron Santo, and it was you know it was a pretty sticky summer day at Wrigley, sure, You know, sure, air conditioning in that sure. booth. So I took out a little Axe body spray, sprayed it a little bit because I didn't want to smell badly. And he whirled around so fast, goes, "What is that smell?" Uh. <laughs> That is the worst I've. Seen. And then he threw you out of the booth. He just kept going. Yeah, yeah. I was about to go headlong out the front of the booth. I don't
1: think you're. I think you're too old for X body spray. Well, now That's I mean, am. The back yeah. then I wasn't. Yeah. yeah. Um. Uh, these dark circles under my eyes have been there for a long time. Okay, forever. So I'm thirteen, twelve, thirteen years old, and uh, my mother uses oil of olay ah. to get rid of age oh, of spots. Yes. Okay. I think. Well, if it works on age spots. No. Put it under my eyes. So I took some of the cream and put it under my eyes. My eyes blew up like I was having some sort of blowfish attack, and I missed two days of school.
9: Ugh. Now for some
10: more
0: news. Ready? Welcome to the top six of six. <laughs> what? On the Steve Cochran Show. That
10: is great radio. This
0: is your first look at what people, animals, and assorted fruits and vegetables will be talking about today.
1: Item number one, you Uber, you Lyft. Well, uh, you're going to have to wait for more safety. Uh, they're promising more safety initiatives, but Chicago's going to have to sit back and wait for Verify Your Ride, a feature that has started in seven cities yesterday. The feature, which involves riders receiving a unique four-digit pin to provide to drivers, is only being used so far in Atlanta, Nashville, Sacramento, Phoenix, Dallas, Denver, and Philadelphia, but not in bigger markets like Chicago and New York. The driver will only be able to start a trip once the correct pin has been entered. It's good. It's a good safety thing. So now you're stuck with the name thing, What you want to do. Because, Andy, you're the creep driving the car. Yeah. And I'm a young woman, mm-hmm. and I'm about to get into the car. Yeah. Um well, Let's say my name is Vicki. Okay, Vicki. Um, so if I come up to you and I say, are you Bob, my driver? Of course I am. Right. You're the creep. Mm-hmm. But if I come up to you and say, what is your name? Uh, it's Andy. Oh, and it matches on the uh, yes. on, on, on the uh, the Uber or the Lyft, and I am going to get in your car. Cool, it's good. It, it is good. It's a bad role that I said yeah. If you are Andy, the pervert, and I got in the wrong. Very car. true. Very true. Yeah. Okay. Uh, next, <laughs> Chicago Police Interim Superintendent Charlie Beck said yesterday he is suspending the department's practice of promoting officers to the ranks of detective sergeant and lieutenant, regardless of how they score on exams. It halts a promotional process since the 90s, long criticized by many rank-and-file cops called merit promotions. uh, And the rank-and-file seems to be pleased that this move has been made. Next! Tonight! It's markup night. Ooh, who's going to watch C-SPAN with me as the uh, House gets together to mark up the uh, the impeachment articles from the bill? What kind of snack should we get, Steve, for our big
4: impeachment articles viewing party? Mm. You know, I'm a big fan of that uh, popcorn with like uh, chocolate on top of it. Oh, yeah, it's good, stuff. it's good. It's good. that's yeah. good. And I'll get some bugles. Mm-hmm, that's oh, good. Oh yeah.
1: How about some and, Nyquil?
4: Maybe some Orange Crush.
1: Yeah, for and Brand Hawaiian Brand- Punch.
3: punch. Yep. Boy, I think I'd rather go to boot camp.
1: Uh, They talk about it tonight. They mark it up tonight. They vote as soon as tomorrow, if not Friday. But they will have a vote soon. I mean, it could be pushed to Monday. But trust me when I tell you, these clowns are going to be out of Washington by this time next week maybe thursday but the end of next week is when they want out and if somebody slows it down there's going to be uh some ugliness going on because they want to go on christmas break uh mitch mcconnell has already said that the senate will take this up in the month that doesn't exist even what month is that january
4: and i say it doesn't exist why because there's a calendar that the mitch mcconnell put out and january there's no month of january on it it's not on the calendar no not there. That's it. It's not on the calendar.
1: Next. Let's do a little sports here. The tape the Patriots shot at the Bengals game, their latest bit of cheating, includes eight minutes of the Bengals' sideline, including specific play signals and play calls. But! It was an accident. Yeah, because it was uh, during the taping of a of a show. It was a misunderstanding, yeah. Andy. Why can't you trust yeah. the Patriots? Uh, because the Patriots can't be trusted. And again, this is the 72 presidential election all over. Nixon and Watergate brought down the White House over an election where he won 49 states. <laughs> the Patriots were playing the friggin' Bengals and they <laughs> cheat? It's this weekend, right? Uh, That's yeah. the game? Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, next, according to a new survey, half of consumers surveyed on their 2019 holiday shopping said they prefer experiences rather than gifts. Activities like uh, dining out, traveling, entertainment, jumping well, out sure. of a plane, being thrown out of a plane. Um, <laughs> those aren't cheap. They aren't cheap. No, experiences. The race car thing. you know, Adventures. Where you, you, you can go out to Joliet and you can drive a race car. An adventure. An adventure like meeting someone on a blind date and yeah. then trying to get right. out of the blind date. Those type of things. Uh, so experiences are very big. Anybody got a website they'd tout for that? There are websites that sell experiences. No? i afraid to try to find out. 312 981 if you have an idea. And finally, <whats> Chipotle is getting in the holiday spirit by giving away free food through Friday. Chipotle is dropping free burrito codes every day on Instagram. The first 500 people to text the code to 888-222 get one free
4: entree. And all you have to do is give up your mobile phone number. Yep.
9: Oh.
4: It's database collecting. Don't mm-hmm. do it. Yeah. yeah. Right.
1: I have a burner phone for every phone number I have to give up. Yeah, you can get burner phone apps online everywhere. And I highly recommend this. You get a burner phone, and you give out that number for any place you have to have a number, and all of the spam and crap goes there.
4: Huh? So when you open up the app, then, all of the messages from that number go to that app yeah. that and you know, can see
1: it. the messages if you want yeah or you could just go get a burrito It's uh, six we'll take our, our last break uh, and oh we got some info hold on hold on we got an uber driver stand by john you're an uber driver john are you with me john over john john are you with me hello there you are yes i'm an uber driver when a person orders an uber On their phone, it
11: will show them not just the driver's name, but a picture of the driver, a picture of the car, the make and model of the car, the color of the car, and the license plate number so you have to be incredibly stupid to get into the wrong uber car well we got a lot or of incredibly drunk
1: yeah we got a lot of drunks out there john and who's to say you saw the movie face off who's to say you don't go to an exact duplicate card a duplicate face i don't know john i don't know no i understand what you're saying completely
11: <laughs> and they also uh they were having a problem with Uber drivers, like, letting their friends drive for them, they periodically make, uh, Uber periodically will stop you in the middle of your, your driving and say, take a selfie to prove that you are, the person driving the car is the person whose picture and information they have on file. Oh, that's pretty
1: good. Love that. Yeah, that's pretty good. So they verify the driver and it's random, you say.
11: Yeah, I ran. You know, I've been driving Uber for five years. So they've done it to me maybe three times in the five years. They just say, uh, "Before you can go on, please take a selfie to verify that you are the person who's registered."
1: All right, so let's go on the flip on this. We're talking about drivers being dangerous to passengers, and obviously, it's a tiny, tiny, tiny fraction of the drivers uh, that somehow slip through the cracks. Sure. What about the passengers you've picked up? That are abusive or dangerous. The only
11: information I have on them is their first name. Uber has all the information. So you're rolling
1: rolling the dice every time somebody gets into your car.
11: Yeah, and the problem is sometimes somebody will order an Uber for somebody else. You know, a guy will order an Uber for his girlfriend or more times than often, a woman. There will be a woman's name on the account, but a guy will get in because the guy is too cheap or whatever to have his own credit card or whatever.
2: Right. Well, John, can't you text that information to you? Isn't there, isn't there a spot on there if you're going to do that?
11: Uh, no, it's supposed to. I mean, you know, there's, uh, sometimes when you arrive to pick up somebody and you don't see them there, you will call. And then it'll say, you know, you're picking up Debbie. And you hit the button to call Debbie. And Debbie will say, oh, it's it's my boyfriend. It's not me. I will now call him and tell him that you're waiting. So then you got to wait. Well, she calls her boyfriend to tell her boyfriend that his Uber is waiting for her. Yeah, him. so it's a
1: pain. But yeah, I just want to make the point too that you drivers have risk as well. But man, I appreciate you listening. Yeah. Be safe out there. You know, I drove Uber one day. Really, one day It was after I got fired and they just started. And you know, I'm not I'm not ashamed. I need a little cash. And I had a pick up three guys. So I go to pick up the three guys together. It's OJ Simpson, Robert Blake, and Drew Peterson. That was it. I was done. They were just out for the night, having a good time. I said, no more. So there's this television station in Savannah. I wouldn't do this story, even though you guys didn't pick it. WSAV TV. And the Savannah Bridge Run in Georgia was last weekend. And she looks like she's maybe 25. And she's just doing her job on TV. She's uh, covering the race. Runners are running around her. They're all doing the goofy thing where you jump behind a reporter and wave your arms. Her name is Alex uh, Bozargian. And all of a sudden, a runner comes along who slaps her on the butt. And she was rightfully offended. She throws it up on Twitter. Twitter blows up. They out the guy in about 30 seconds. Turns out he's a youth minister and a Boy Scout leader. Well, at least he was. Uh, His lawyer, Joseph Turner, said he's a loving husband and father who's very active in his community. Yeah, apparently slapping women on the ass. Well, we regret the situation. Mr. Calloway did not act with criminal intentions. Okay, again, it's 2019. It's almost 2020. You can't just smack women you don't know on the butt, and because a woman's out covering a story on TV doesn't mean you can be an animal around her. Dope. Karen Conti joins us, and Karen Conti is an attorney at law. Good morning, Karen. Good morning. So here's what we want to do. Uh, in each week when we do this, I'm just a little, let's throw this out as a regular thing. We want to try to get at least one, maybe two, maybe twenty-seven questions answered by you. Uh, at uh, 312-981-7200. Text them in if you want. Maybe if you want to call them in. We're always short on time because we cover the other stuff, but we'll do the best we can. So let's jump in. Are you ready? I'm ready. Drew Peterson's moving prisons. Why?
12: Well, why was he moved out of state into a federal prison? His crime was a state crime. So usually prisoners stay in the state and they stay in the state jails. He was transferred to Terre Haute federal prison. And they say it's because he was attacked in prison. The guy wanted to uh, apparently sell his belongings on eBay. So they moved him out. Now they're moving him back into the state. I think that they're worried about his security and they don't want him to be any one place uh, for any length of time. That would be my guess. So they're going
1: to keep moving him around.
12: I bet they will. I I really do think they will.
1: All right. So let's say I get on an airplane and I want to wear my favorite Hail Satan T-shirt, you know, from my Hail (laughs) Satan collection. Uh, This actually happened. Somebody had a Hail Satan T-shirt on and American Airlines forced the person to either remove the shirt or get off the plane. Is that okay?
12: You know what? Um I'm not sure that it is, and I don't want to be all lawyerly on this, but, you know, is that offensive to some people? Yes, it's offensive to some people, but I see a lot of offensive things on T-shirts. Is this discrimination based upon religious beliefs? Oh, gosh, I mean, I hate to it this way, but it sounds like it is. I mean, if someone said something bad against the Muslim faith or the Christian faith, you can't really discriminate against people based on their religious beliefs. You can you can say something is obnoxious, uh, some profanity, or something is uh, obscene because it's showing too much skin. Those are all rules that are written into the contracts that the airlines have, but the idea that we're discriminating against someone because it's something that is offensive from a religious standpoint, I don't know. I think that might be actionable and not saying she should bring a lawsuit i'm just saying that i think the airlines need to be a little more careful on how they make these decisions
1: so the we know that once the plane pulls away from the gate the pilot the chief pilot the head pilot the bot the, is the boss of the sky and he can do everything from uh, detain you to physically restrain you or order his folks to do the same um if the plane is pulled away from the gate would that change grounds or standing in the lawsuit
12: not really, because, you know, yes, you're right. The, the the pilot can do whatever the pilot wants and he can take control. But we're talking about discrimination based upon religious beliefs. I think that's what we're saying, because why is that offensive to people? Because it offends most people's religious beliefs that the Satan is bad and the devil is bad. But is it obnoxious in a way that otherwise obnoxious or otherwise obscene i don't think it is so i think what this is doing is you're discriminating against somebody based upon their religion or lack thereof i guess i should say
1: yeah the person that's wearing that shirt is going to take crap all day long so you know they're either looking for that sort of attention or maybe they don't care i'm not sure but the fact of the matter is they are uh in a position where uh, they're trying to get attention, you're bringing more attention to it and to them. I, I, I'm with you. I, I let them wear the shirt. Yeah,
12: yeah. I don't think it's that. You know, I mean, I've seen worse. Uh, I've seen worse. I've seen sexual references. Just sometimes the fact of how people are dressed in very tight clothes or half tops or ripped things i mean bra straps showing i mean what's offensive to people i i think i think we can't be the arbiter of of those things in a way like in an airline i just i just don't think that was the right decision for them
1: all right we'll take a break for the weather here we'll come back again you're invited to ask a question or two we'll try to get answers from karen um 312 7200 is the number uh to get a hold of me by phone or by text And uh, former WGN nighttime talent Patty Vasquez is all over the news this morning. We'll tell you why uh, when we come back uh, as soon as possible as well. All right. Karen Conti, our uh, lawyer friend. Hello, lawyer friend.
12: Hello, uh, radio friend.
1: And you are uh, at what number?
12: I am at 312-332-7800 or email WGN at com.
1: Um, I I don't want to take a lot of time with this because we can talk more about it later. But your friend of mine, Patty Vasquez, um, went public yesterday with a story that you and I have known about for a long time. Um, She's running for state representative. And the name she's always used publicly or the name she's known for is Patty Vasquez. You have to use your legal name um, when you run for office. And that name in Patty's case is Patty Bonin. Um, Patty Bonin's half brother was one of John Gacy's victims. And for the sake of uh, her own privacy and certainly her family's privacy, she never talked about it. But now that she's running for office, and now that uh, some of her opponents are apparently trying to make a um, uh, something out of the fact that she's she's uh, um, um, kissing up to the Hispanic community with this name Vasquez that she's used for her entire career, she's come out with a story to t- tell the story of her family, and it's very painful, as you can imagine, and you know this, Karen. You've spent time with her. Um, yeah, it's tough.
12: It- And, you know, it's interesting, you know, Gacy uh, was such a prolific killer that it's really hard to be in a room anywhere where someone has not been affected by uh, Gacy in some way, shape, or form. Um, And, you know, he's, hello? Yeah, we're here. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, my phone is making very strange noises. Um, uh, and, and so, so it's, it, is, it is shocking for people to know that she was, you know, affected by this in this very close way. But, again, because of the sheer number of people that were involved with Gacy, it's actually not surprising.
1: Yeah, and that's the thing. Um, uh, you know, uh, in, in the world of comedy, you can imagine through the years, she said comedians come up to her and, go, and tell John Gacy jokes. And uh, you can imagine what that's like. Or I should say, we can't imagine what that's like. But anyway, I salute her courage to do this and uh, wish her well in that race. And if you're interested in it, friendsofpattyvasquez.com, you can see what she's up to. All right, moving on here to story number three, Juice World. Do I have the right to have my private plane searched, Karen? You, you know, it's, it's very interesting.
12: You you have a right to privacy in your private plane. I don't know if you've ever had the luxury of flying on a private plane. Oh, maybe but once no or one. Twice. No, yeah, no one, no one looks at your stuff. There's no TSA. You can walk right on the plane. You can walk right off the plane. And the plane, the pilots have a right of privacy. And the government usually needs a warrant to go into your private plane. And the, the planes are tracked though. I mean, there's definitely, the federal government is looking to see what is your flight plan? Did you leave the country? Who's your, who is the, who are the owners? Where, where were you last? Are you making strange stops? And when those things all line up, the, the feds do come to you, and they try to have a, a warrantless search. And they, my guess here is that they didn't have a warrant, but that, that there was a consensual search. And that's when they turned up all the, the drugs and the guns.
1: Amongst the rumors of what killed this kid is that he popped a bunch of Percocets instead of having them found on his person, and an OD uh, took him out. But again, until the autopsy is complete, we won't know. Very sad, very sad. That's a bad story all the way around. All right, you want to tackle a couple of these questions? Sure. All right, from the uh, 815, How long can my ex go without paying child support before the state does something? Almost 2,000 behind. I'm told he hasn't met the minimum yet.
12: Well, you have to take action. The state's not going to do anything unless you take action. A couple things you can do, you can hire a private lawyer to go after him, or you can hire the state's attorney. If you're in Cook County, for instance, the Cook County state's attorney has a division that will go after him, and they'll file motions, they'll get him into court, they'll get his records, they'll make him pay, they'll take away his driver's license if it's a sufficient amount of money, uh, and uh, that's what you should do. But don't wait because um, no one's going to do it for you.
1: Is there a minimum, or is that something that maybe he's been feeding her?
12: No, there's no minimum um, Minimum before you should take action. I think when someone stops paying child support, you should pay attention to it immediately. Right. Um, just because when, when these uh, child support amounts mount and they become into the tens of thousands of dollars, the interest is incredibly high, uh, but sometimes people just aren't able to pay it. And you can lien their property, you can garnish their wages, and sometimes... You know, you're sitting there with a Social Security check, and, and you, you're never going to get your money. So I say take action, get your child support, use the government um, resources, which are good, or hire a private lawyer. Uh,
1: 815, a job application asks if you've ever been convicted of a crime. You pled guilty to a misdemeanor but never faced trial. Should you check yes if you've been convicted?
12: He pled guilty to a misdemeanor. Then right. I think the answer is yes. The answer is, you pled guilty, that is a conviction. So the answer is yes. And it'll probably come up on the uh, search should the employer do it. And employers, yeah, employers are doing a lot of those these days.
1: May cost you the job in the beginning, um, but uh, you may not be considered anyway once the background check comes through. So I'm, I salute this person's honesty.
12: Right. And, and you know, look into expungement. Uh, there's rules about it. I can't tell you all the rules, but if it's something that happens you know, early on, it's a misdemeanor. It might be something you can get wiped from your record. And it's worth it to do it because you don't want this thing kind of shadowing you forever.
1: Uh, you know, I gave you an idea a long time ago for com. Have you done anything with that website? I have not. Oh, please. Million-dollar idea. Uh, 630, (laughs) the dry cleaner's lost my stuff. Do I have any sort of action I can take?
12: Yeah, you do. And they have insurance for it. So uh make the claim. It's not gonna be worth that much. People think their clothing is worth a lot. If I paid a hundred dollars for something used, what is it worth? Something you can get on ebay, it's probably worth ten dollars. I would say make the claim, uh put together the claim for the dry cleaners, they will submit it to their carrier and um and you'll get paid, but not a whole lot.
1: What if you have a Vera Wang gown that they lost?
12: Well, that might have a little bit more value.
1: <laughs> but how do you <laughs> how, how do you prove it, right? I mean, it's gone.
12: It, it's gone, but they would they have records of it, and um, you know, you try to find your receipts, you try to find some evidence, and you know, usually they're pretty good at at owning up to that. Okay. Uh, there's, sometimes the dry cleaners, you know, send it out to another place, so that place might have liability. So let them work it out. But certainly, you put together a package. Maybe you have, you have a picture of yourself wearing it, um, and. Uh, go from there.
1: All right, let me get a call in here before we run out of time. Good morning, Debbie.
12: Hi, uh,
5: well, I had a question for Karen Connigate regarding the child support. Uh, my daughter is now 19. I finally got a child support check of $24 at the age of 18. He owes me $155,000 in
1: back child support. Well, you mean he literally uh, sent you $24? Uh,
5: I just got that uh, when she turned uh, 19,
1: or a year ago. Um, so, co- so your it. question is, how do you collect all that back support?
5: Uh, he is in Wisconsin. I'm in Illinois. I couldn't get an attorney. I am low income, and I am disabled. I get it.
1: I'm sorry that's going on. You know, that's a complicated enough question. I'm going to have Karen tackle that off the air.
8: Okay, uh, thank you so much.
1: All right, but now hold on. Don't, don't, don't hang up. Don't hang up. Uh, okay. Don't hang up. All right, Karen, uh, uh, where's Karen here? Let me get her back on. Karen, we're going to run out of time here, but I'd love for you to talk to Debbie off the of air, because that's insane. She's will be happy to do that. owed 150000 and she got $24. Bucks. Uh, Karen, we'll hear you on the radio when there's not a game on Sunday night. And again, thank you, for, as always, for the help. All right, Steve. Have a good day. And my friend Bella Gondi is here. You look fabulous. How are you?
8: I'm great.
1: Happy holidays.
8: Happy holidays. Happy snowy day.
1: Now, our friend Andy Mazer here. It's a perfect day for you to be here. Yes, it is. Andy is in a very happy relationship for the first time since I've known him. Since the normally, Johnson administration. Normally, and he's not even old enough to remember the Johnson exactly. administration.
8: <laughs> and Andy's got a lunchbox packed by yeah. his SIG-O. Yeah, yeah, yeah
1: that's it's exactly but that's right. That's yeah, love. It's pretty good stuff. The reason we're bringing this up to you, Bella, is because your business is...
8: Smart Dating Academy. We help people like Andy, like you, like all these amazing men and women in Chicago, find really good, happy love that puts that smile on your face and a lunchbox in your hand.
1: It's different than any sort of regular approach to dating because it's not just a dating website. It's a place where you can actually role-play a date. You can actually get coaching on how to be a better date, how to handle all these dating websites and all the various potholes you can step in. How to blow off the guy that lies and his picture wasn't his picture. All of those
8: things. (laughs) (laughs) That never happened. No.
1: All right. uh, You always have great stories. Can you tell me one of your favorite stories this year?
8: I had a woman from Portland, Oregon, who Mm -hmm. emailed me and said, I don't even know if you'll take me as a client. I'm 64 years old and I've been married four times. But I've done a lot of inner work. I know that the responsibility is me and I'd like to find someone.
1: Well, it's a great opening.
8: She came to Chicago did our process, worked with us for six months. The first guy she met on Match, she had new pictures, had a new profile, had a new outlook on who to pick, became her husband a year later. And I told her, wow. you know what? Five's a charm. But this one, till death do they part. Amazing. Well, beautiful couple. Well, that's happy. Couple. That's a happy Sue story. Sue and Glenn, if you're listening, hi. We <laughs> love you. That's a very
1: happy story. Yeah,
8: really happy. Well, good for them. Yeah.
1: All right, so here's what we want to do. We're going to come back um vivian uh, uh the lunatic producer of this program <laughs> uh, uh that's lady vivian lady vivian um is uh, has a long-distance relationship with a delightful guy named george from los angeles um but she brought up a term the other day that i would not heard cuffing season and I always heard the no breakup zone between Thanksgiving and Valentine's Day. If you're dating someone, <laughs> I don't care how sick of them you are, you Keep hang, up. you hang through the holidays and through Valentine's Day before you break up. But cuffing zone apparently is something of that. So anyway, I want to get her in here. I want to see if some listeners have a couple of questions for okay. you. And then I want to make Andy nervous. Yeah, always Beautiful. does. These are all the goals. So Bella Gandhi's here. And again, Smart Dating Academy, best place to get a hold of you is, uh, is to do what? How?
8: follow us on instagram we do live q and a's you can ask my team will answer at smart dating academy or go to www.smartdatingacademy.com for lots of free info
1: Andy, is your girlfriend listening now uh i don't think so all right good so come up with a couple of questions you want bella to answer for you while yeah. i get some of these listener questions these are texters 630 how important is the picture in the profile
8: It's 90% of your success in online dating.
1: Because people see and they react? People are visual.
8: They're trying to replicate, you know, boy meets girl in a bar. You meet eyes, you lock. Okay, that's what online dating is about. So you've got to have a great photo, good, high resolution. Don't cut someone out of your photo. Get a new picture. In today's day and age, it's really easy. Look right at the camera, smile, look like you're going somewhere fun, look happy. And then you got to have some head-to-toes. People want to see what you look like.
1: Yeah, they want to see what the body is. Exactly. Yeah, and exactly. that doesn't that's not make them bad people. No. Hey,
8: guys, there are many, many lids to your pot out there. And if you're kind of feeling a little doubtful, not feeling like your best self, I promise you, look around. Is everybody that you see a supermodel in a relationship? No. Normal people just like us. So get yourself out there.
1: Yeah, and if you have a picture and you go, well, this is a really great picture of me. Doesn't look exactly like I look right now. Are you asking for trouble?
8: <laughs> you're asking for big trouble. People want to date the person in the picture. Sometimes women, you know, they change their hair color right. in the fall, the summer. Suddenly, if you're a blonde in your photo, guess who he wants to show up to the date? Right. Not the brunette
1: or the redhead when the leaves fantasies. change.
8: Right or the crew cut.
1: <laughs> right, 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 right. Uh, so just be common sense about it.
8: Yeah, exactly. Your photo should be no more than one year old.
1: And you should put yourself in the shoes of the person you're meeting or the person you'd like to meet?
8: Always. Okay. Always. Be interesting and interested in the other person.
1: Another 630. Um, uh, my friends tell me I always pick the wrong guy. Ooh. How do I change my type?
8: Call That's me. an interesting question. It's a good question. Um, if you have a type, you definitely have a dating pattern. A lot of these things can stem from childhood stuff from what you saw at home when you keep picking and accepting people that don't treat you well. So intervention is a good thing. If your friends are telling you to fix your picker, fix your picker and get some help. Um, build a good village around you of people that will be encouraging. Call a therapist. Call us. 95% of our clients have bad pickers like the woman who picked four bad husbands that so, I just talked
1: about. So is it? it's not as simple as just go against type. Like if you like a very masculine in charge man go with somebody more sensitive it's not that easy
8: it's not that easy to do but you have to figure out what's the common denominator of what's not working and this is where people kind of get confused well last time you know i've always dated these guys who don't make as much money as me and that's been the problem well not really that's probably not the problem there's something else that's the problem maybe you're accepting a lot of bad treatment
1: andy yeah,
2: I mean, I, I, I can go back to the, the online dating thing for a second, too, because, you know, it used to be this big stigma, because, you know, you don't want to say that you met somebody online, but, you know. Everybody does. Yeah, it. but the girl I, I'm with now, she met online, she actually made the she actually made the first contact, which was like, okay, this is good for me, because I don't have to make the contact. But it, it just, it, I, I kind of looked beyond some of the stuff that, you know, because Bella and I have talked a few times over the last couple of years and uh you know i'm not getting any younger uh i don't know (laughs) you're
9: 30 come on man
2: but uh you know 30 plus it it did kind of make me look for something that you know i i wanted to be in a a relationship where i was treated as well as i treated them
8: yeah and it's actually so you're
2: open to it
1: yeah definitely how big a deal is that to be open to the good things that are out there as opposed to assuming the worst is going to happen
8: It's a huge thing. Number one, you've got to put yourself in the right mindset that there is good love out there. I call it psychotic optimism. Like you're optimistic (laughs) at any cost, right? Love will come to me. All I have to do is date like heck to find this person. It's a when. It's not an if. And then my second thing that I launch our programs with with every client is love will come to you in an unexpected package. If you do this right, he or she is going to be different than you thought Different in some way, maybe the way they look, where they're from. I don't know what it means, but I have a crystal ball, and I'm telling you, love is out there for every one of you.
1: Uh, Vivian's here. Uh, uh, you know, uh, Vivian spends most of her day looking at me with that okay boomer look <laughs> on her face. <fist. laughs> uh, but she taught me the cuffing season of uh, 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 words because I'd not heard of it. I said it's a no breakup zone. Uh, but you're in a very happy relationship now. But it's tough doing a long distance thing, right?
7: Yeah, it's tough, but, but we're making it work. I was talking with Bella a little bit off air, and uh, yeah, we're making it work. You know, we're going back and forth at least once a month. He comes here, I go there. And uh, now for the holidays, I went for Thanksgiving. I'm going again on Christmas, and he's coming here for New Year's. So we're, you know, we're making it work. How come you have to go Thanksgiving and Christmas, and he only comes for New Year's? <sighs> He got me on that one. Mm. Mm. But also because I had a couple of uh, vacation days that I had to use before the year mm. ends. Mm. So and sounds he like did you're it. the giver and he's
1: the taker.
8: And <laughs> the weather's better, so she might be yeah. giving to herself yeah, to get right. out of here. Mm-hmm. Look well,
1: at me trying to start trouble. <laughs> Any long-distance relationship tips?
8: Yeah, keep doing what you're doing, right? Communicating, over-communicating. You can That's not a problem. Over-communicating's
1: not an issue.
8: <laughs> I think Steve knows me too well. Yeah.
1: Words per minute, not an issue.
8: (laughs) Words per minute. The average person is 100. Viv is...
1: 340.
8: You know, lots of FaceTimes, texting. You can do things. You can play games together. You can watch shows together. I have lots of clients that have been, you know, bi-coastal, long-distance relationships. But like we were talking about... Eventually, there has to be a plan to get to the same city. Exactly. Right? There we're is an end goal time. in mind. It can't perpetuate like that forever.
7: And we did talk about that. That's going to be uh, May. We, we talked about that and we set a date where, okay, May, we're going to start looking at you know possibilities of what, what will work best for the both of us. So uh, just waiting until May now.
1: I suggested Tulsa. It's right <laughs> in the middle.
7: Right smack <laughs> in the middle. Yeah.
1: Um, this is a good question from a texter in E815. How long do I wait before I call? And it's from a woman
8: oh yeah um if you re- if you got a good vibe from the guy call him the next day why not yeah i mean if you like just if leave you a guys, message had a great, great time two great guys in the studio if you had a good date with a woman would you love it if she called you the next course. day
1: absolutely of course. and what's the modern take uh on texting is texting the same as a phone call is it safer is it better is it worse
8: it's usually worse, it's faster, but I say reserve text for people that you really know well, because so many texts can get misinterpreted,
1: That's right? so funny mean you think about it, though, because texting seems impersonal, but you're saying it's more intimate down the road.
8: But, or someone should know you really well, because when you're talking to someone that you don't know really well, you want tone, you want facial expressions, sure. you want to know, it's like, do you want to go out? And it, if she writes back, yes, Y-E-S, it's like, is it yes? Or is it? Yeah, right. And you lose all that context through text. And what's the
1: worst text you can get on anything? Okay. Oh my oh gosh. gosh. Okay. okay can be read or, nine different ways. Or
8: how about K? Oh, Not even oh, with the yeah. O. That's the worst. In a period <laughs> at the end. Yeah, or as my kids worst. do, KK. <laughs> um, <laughs> Why two Ks? Through Just,
1: and through and two. I don't know how you answer this. How important is being sexually compatible? Because some people, um, you know, I mean, once you once you once you start dating you know if you are going to have sex uh, being sexually compatible
8: is important
1: yeah check please uh, right. i don't know just...
8: <laughs> you you'd, i'd have to talk to you more you can message me about what the word compatible means and then we can we yeah, can yeah as long i mean if you know where there.
1: all the stuff goes that's a good start i suppose <laughs> right?
8: right it feels right looks right let's take it to right. the next step
1: I and mean, don't be afraid to use a manual or a youtube video
7: <laughs> oh my god
1: uh, vivian any other questions
7: uh, actually, I just wanted to give you a point—a point for the whole, you know, t- texting and talking on the phone thing. It's funny because when I started talking with George, um, he FaceTimed me for the very first time. It See? wasn't a text. It wasn't, you know.
1: Oh, so he jumped right in.
7: He just jumped. He was like facial expression. Hey, I'm here. Well, how's it going? How's the weather? Well, that's a guy
1: that's confident, right? That's
7: a yeah. guy that's confident well, yeah, in how he looks. Yeah, because you could have hung up on yeah. him. Yeah,
8: <laughs> and he also wants to be confident in how she looks as right, well. Right, right, right. right. I'm going to call you spontaneously. So FaceTiming is fine, even for dates. I think in the dating world, it's going to get to be a bigger thing, because as people complain about photos, the best thing to do, do a quick FaceTime date. Five minutes to see idea. what the chemistry is like.
1: Yeah, don't just meet at a coffee shop. We'll do meet at first,
8: right? You can you, that way you can put somebody's cyber personality in check. Like, yeah, they are smart and funny over text, and they are like that in person.
1: Anything else from you,
2: Andrew? Well, I just use the I use the text to kind of set up the first call because I wanted to make the I wanted mm-hmm. to talk on the phone, but you know I'm not sure what this person at that point in time is doing. That I don't want to call and have it be a bad time to to it's call the so I just, just basically say jump on it what's Andy. a good time what's a good time for me to call you tonight and I, I followed
1: up with it I called right I think, I think after the date regardless of how it went you should call the next day and go oh my god it's the greatest night I've ever had would you please marry me tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> you know something low pressure right. don't scare right. anybody right right, right. Uh, that's gonna work yes yeah,
8: that's yeah. yeah. It's a home run
1: uh Bella how do people and by the way uh, I'm trying to think of the easiest way to describe this but I consider you a great coach I consider you the Bill Belichick of dating
8: wow <laughs> yeah yeah the
1: Super Bowl winning uh, uh Bill Belichick how many Ring. uh what seven six. seven rings six, six, seven, six yeah. seven okay all right so people get a hold of you how
8: on instagram at smart dating academy or our website smartdatingacademy.com
1: and if you're serious about finding somebody this is a great way to go because she's going to give you the good news and the bad news about how it's going so far and help you fix it
8: It's peak dating season. Numbers go crazy, guys. This is the right time to get out there. Do it.
1: Yeah, it's cuffing season, I hear. Yes,
8: it is. (laughs) Thank you,
1: Bella. One of the best groups we have every year, the Antioch Community High School Choir. Coming up, Texture says, congrats on show 1500. Tough business. That's a great milestone. Grateful to have been along for the ride. Keep up the good work. Thank you, Steve. I appreciate that text. Today is show number 1500. And Dave Ennett said, I want no part of that.
8: <laughs> Dave took off for yeah. the celebration. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you know where Dave is? He's in Florida visiting his dad, who I believe turns ninety six this Ninety six. Oh gosh. And by the way, crazy healthy.
3: Oh yeah, doesn't he still play tennis? I
1: think he still plays yeah. tennis. He's ninety six years old. Crazy. So and he I don't, looks just like Dave. I don't play tennis and I'm fifty eight. <laughs> 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 All right, standing by is one of our favorite groups. Who is it, Mary?
3: This is the Antioch High School Choir. Um, Trey is the choir director, and uh, my son-in-law, Johnny Unch, is the band director, and they're both here.
1: Who's closest to the mic? Is it Trey or Johnny? It's Trey. Hey, Trey, how you doing, man?
13: I'm good. How are you? Good. <laughs> Johnny's taking video, so...
1: Let me ask you a question. How is Mary's grandchildren, child?
13: Uh, it's, it's growing, for <laughs> sure. <laughs> it's growing.
1: When, when are you due?
13: Uh, are you due in April. Yeah,
3: April. End of April. Yeah. Yes, my daughter is pregnant due so, at the end of April. Yeah,
1: Pretty exciting.
13: Yeah, my daughter was born at the end of April, so they might be birthday buddies.
1: Oh,
3: well, that's cool, right? But do you two
1: like each other? Yeah. <laughs> Depends on the day? It's yeah. Candy. All right, now how many of these kids were here last year with us? Uh, a I handful? I say most of them, yeah. Okay. And then when I walked in the green room, one of the kids looked like Cartman. He had his hood pulled over his head and he was sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> Did you revive that kid? That,
13: yeah, that would, that would be Nathan. I'm going to embarrass him in front of all the, okay. all the radio Nathan
1: apparently had a long night. <laughs> um, all right, so give us one here. We'll come back and do more. What are you going to sing?
13: Oh, We're going to sing Jolly Old St. Nicholas for you guys.
1: Jolly Old St. Nicholas, this is the Antioch Community High School Choir.
9: Jolly! John- St. Nicholas, señor, your this way, don't you tell a single soul what I'm going to say. Christmas Eve is coming soon, now you dear old man, whisper what you'll bring to me, tell me if you can. When the clock is striking twelve when I'm fast asleep, down the chimney broad and black with your back you'll creep all the stockings you will find
1: hanging in a row, mine will be the shortest one. You'll be sure to know. Johnny wants a basket, Susan wants a sled, Betty <laughs> wants a picture book, yellow, a blue red Nothing can leave you once you give the rest. Choose me, a clause, you will know the best. How about it? How about Ooh. it? Give him a hand. <laughs> right out of the gate. Right out of the gate. <laughs> Seven forty-three in the morning. Didn't miss a note.
5: And they picked the fastest song,
1: right? <laughs>
13: Because it had the word Johnny in it, so we wanted to pick that one. Did you guys threaten them in any way? No. Uh, yes. Last yes. night when I told them the bus was leaving at four forty-five, but other than that, yeah, no, wow. we didn't have to
1: threaten them. Well, they sound fantastic. We'll come back and do more in a second. But where will you be performing that maybe the public can see?
13: So, we're performing at Antioch Community High School this Friday. We have two performances, five and seven. It's a free concert in our auditorium, and it has all the choirs, all the orchestras, and all the bands in one. So, it's
1: a great holiday event. Sounds fantastic. All right, stand by. More to come from the Antioch High School community, or uh, the Antioch Community High School choir. Get it right, Steve. All right, 748, Andy Mazer's in for uh, Dave. Andy, Andy, you and I were both old disc jockeys. Correct. And in the holidays, you would always play your favorite holiday songs. What's your favorite Christmas song? Uh, I'm a big fan of uh, Bruce Springsteen's "Santa Claus is Coming it's good to Town." Song. It's a good Huge song. Especially fan. when the big man starts playing. Oh actually, yeah. No. Um, I don't think the Antioch Community High School Choir is going to do that today. No, probably not. Trey and Johnny are here, and uh, uh, you want to introduce anybody in particular? Each other? You want to just focus on YouTube? Can I hear me? There we are.
4: Oh, here.
13: Sorry, I was I was relaxing. Should we just make it
1: about YouTube?
13: Uh, You can make it about whoever you want.
1: No, how are things in there? Is everything okay in the performance studio? Yeah,
13: things are great. We're having a great
1: time. No troubles? I hit my head. No troubles. (laughs) Someone hit their head?
13: Two people. Actually. Yeah, two <laughs> people. Yeah, they, I don't know how.
1: It's <laughs> a big
4: because they don't see the.
1: It's a big first. open room. How could you hit your head? <laughs> the, oh, the, the The microphones,
4: microphones. on the window. On <laughs> the
9: window. You hit
1: your head on the window. What are you, a bird? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That is
13: perfect. That's the the new nickname for the rest of the year, right there. All right. All
1: right. So, what are you going to sing?
13: Uh, I think we're going to do Joy to the World next.
1: Joy to the World. That sounds new. Have you done it before? We have. Okay. It's Joy to the World. It's the Antioch Community High School Choir.
9: And heaven and nature sing And heaven and heaven and nature sing Joy to the world, the Savior reigns Let man their souls employ while fields and floods, rocks, hills and plains Repeat the sounding, repeat joy. The sounding repeat joy, repeat the sounding joy Repeats, repeats astounding joy He rules the world with truth and grace And makes the nation prove The glories of His righteousness And wonders of His His love
1: You know, I, I don't know how you hit notes like that at this hour. Beautiful. <laughs> right?
13: Yeah, I don't either. I'm glad I don't have to do it.
3: Who is that high soprano?
8: Yeah, who
1: was that?
13: We have Joy right in the middle. Oh, and her name's Joy. She's a senior. Yeah. it's awesome.
1: Joy, that was very impressive. Was someone stepping on your foot?
13: <laughs> and Caitlin is also on that as well. So two Caitlin. senior sopranos, yep.
1: 847 says, so good, I cannot believe these kids are only in high school. How many of them have recording deals?
13: Uh, zero, right. but when they do, I tell them I I've always dreamed of having a
1: student buy me a Rolex when they become a millionaire.
0: Oh, that's fantastic.
13: So I'm I'm hoping yeah. I'm hoping for that. All
1: right, so when a kid comes in, uh, at what age do you get them? Do you get them as freshmen?
13: Yes, freshmen.
1: All right, so as freshmen, can you tell if they've got chops?
13: One hundred percent. You you know right away if they how good they're going to be. Um, some of them surprise you, but if they come in freshman year. And uh, they're able to sing songs like the one you just heard with all those extended ranges. Then I'm uh,
1: then I'm very blessed to have them. See, here's what happened to me. And, and as a freshman, I went in, and the, the the choir director heard me audition and said, "Well, you're big. You could play football.
13: <laughs> <laughs> we got a couple football players in here." Yeah.
1: So my question is, when somebody comes in and they really want to, but maybe they're not they're not they're not they're not right for it. What do you do?
13: Um, it's just like any other class in school. Like if you take Spanish, you don't come in speaking Spanish normally, and there's lots of students that come in that aren't really um, that advanced in singing, and that's why they take the class, and they um, that's my job, is to make them better. And Ready for prime time. Yep. I've yet to have a student that hasn't improved, and most of the time, they improve pretty dramatically, because if they if they come and not really knowing what they're doing, it's because they haven't been exposed to it. So then, being in class every day and singing with a group of people really really helps out.
2: So Andy, question? Uh, yeah, you can't help me, so I can't uh, I can't really ask you a question about that. I, I, I want to sing, but you know, it's every time I do it in the car, someone tells me to shut up.
13: <laughs> then you just need to drive without people in the car. Oh, good You'll point. Good That's call. A very good, good point. call.
1: Solo. Um, all right. Anybody in this group that you want to call out because they got something special going on in their life? They got a birthday? Anything like that? Does anybody have a birthday coming up? No. <laughs> A week ago. Is yours tomorrow? Yeah. Alright, so th-
13: Isaac. Oh, Isaac, one of our That's new members. So cool. He's got the awesome. Uh is that he,
1: the kid that hit his head on the window? No, 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 no. This
13: is one of his. first... He's a wrestler, and he just uh, popped his elbow out of his socket a couple weeks ago. No. So it's so the first time he hasn't had his uh, his
1: sling. All right. <laughs> so all right. Well, Isaac, yeah. Isaac, happy birthday. Can we do a quick happy birthday with the choir? Yeah, let's do it. It's
13: all right, my son's
3: birthday today too. Oh, and there Whoa. you go. Yeah. What's his 29. name? Christopher.
13: All right. So we'll go happy birthday, dear Chris and Isaac. All right. So here we go. When are
1: you ready? Happy birthday. Yeah, That was unrehearsed. Oh, my gosh. Happy birthday. That was unrehearsed. That was very impressive. All right, one more before we run out of time. And again, you can see the Antioch Community High School Choir where and when.
13: So we are performing this Friday, the 13th, I know, spooky, um, at 5 o'clock and 7 o'clock at Antioch Community High School in the Auditorium. Um, the concerts are free. Please come on out. Should all be a right. good time.
1: And what are you going to do now?
13: Now we're going to do Jingle Bells for our last one. It's I'm, one of my I'm favorites. familiar
1: with it. All right. Jingle Bells, as done by these guys now on 720 WGN.
9: Cashing through the snow, in a more horse open sleigh. Over the fields we go, laughing all the way bells on bob ring, making spirits bright. What fun it is to ride and sing a sleighing song tonight. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh.
3: Day or two ago,
9: I thought I'd take a ride. To his fanny bright Was seated by my side The horse was lean and lank Misfortune seemed his lot He got into a drifting bank And when we got upset. Yeah. Jingle bells, jingle bells Jingle all the way Oh what fun it is to ride In a one horse open sleigh Jingle bells, jingle bells Jingle all the way Oh what fun it is to ride In a one horse open sleigh Now the ground is white Goats for the young, take the goats tonight and sing the sleighing song to a off tonight. Two forty-four is speed, then hitch him to an up and say, crack 'em, take the lead. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh what fun it is to ride in one-horse open sleigh! Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh!
1: Fantastic! The rare sitting ovation. For the Antioch Community High School Choir. Great job, you guys. Mary, get in there and take a picture with those guys. I will. Thank you guys very much. Thank you very much for having us. Merry Christmas. And we're back with the news after this from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom. All right. A lot of you have been wondering, where's the snappy theme music for you two morons? Well, we're working on it. That's all. We're working on I it. I was wondering that, too. We have bigger
10: problems. Dean? Bigger than the music being missing? I don't think so.
1: Dean, I saw your face. Is there something you need to talk about? <laughs> Dean? I beg your pardon? Dean, are there problems at home? What happened? I beg- <laughs> Dean, Dean, Dean looked like Julie Anders roughed him up in that Q&A you did.
10: Uh, I had a small accident uh, the other day.
1: Tell us the truth, Dean. This is the only way we're going to get beyond this. Mel Gibson roughed you up, didn't he? <laughs> Meg Ryan finally got even with you.
10: Julie Andrews is a lot tougher than uh, one would think a Mary Poppins would be. I heard she
1: sucker-punched you in the back. Is that true? <laughs> she S- does not like when someone else sings supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. <laughs> if you guys haven't seen Channel 9 this morning, Dean's right eye, um, well, it looks like uh, maybe uh, Rocky Balboa worked him over a little bit. So what happened?
10: As much as I love that as uh, a way to get people to watch the uh, morning news. Yeah. Not exactly true. But um, so... I went over after I finished my little radio show, you know, that I do on Sunday. Yeah. Every Sunday from nine to one. It's a legend. We finished early. Uh, We uh, were we're done early on Sunday. So I was going to walk over to the water tower because uh, Julie Andrews, who I interviewed last night, uh, we had a a huge night at the Chicago theater. I'm going to play a cut for you in a second. Uh, I'm, I was invited to host the Q&A for her. So uh-huh. I wanted to be completely prepared. She's got a new book out that's called Homework. And the, uh, her manager was supposed to send the book to me a couple of days prior to that. The book never got here. Thank you, whatever delivery company it was that was supposed to send it. The book didn't arrive until after the event. So That's not helpful. That's not helpful. So the book's not there. So I say, I'm just going to go buy a book. So I go over to the water tower. Uh, to buy the book, and while I'm walking, uh, there is a little patch that's right in front of the water tower with a whole bunch of potholes. You know, nobody likes pot, nobody likes driving through potholes. So you stepped in a puddle. Let me just tell you something, tripping on one is even worse. Uh, my foot got caught in the pothole, I went smack down on the concrete, my, my head actually hit the concrete, and... Uh,
1: what time of day is this?
10: 12 noon, 1230. On a
1: Sunday in Chicago on Michigan Avenue. Nobody saw you then. <laughs> there
10: were, there were, I was right in front of the American Girl store. I'm uh-huh. sure a lot of little girls now and their families are going to be traumatized. Daddy, that. what's but wrong I, with the man that fell? What's, what's wrong with the man... So, you know, my glasses that I, that I wear, uh, you know, smash into my head. Good God. My, oh, man. My, Are
8: you concussed?
10: My head actually hit the concrete. So I've got a huge mark because of that where my glasses, you know, slammed into my head. I've got a sort of a gash along the bridge of my no- the top of uh, my nose. Uh, I'm not concussed. I you uh, must have bled a lot. Uh, it did bleed quite a bit. It did bleed quite a bit.
8: Did anyone help you?
10: A couple of people did come over.
1: Did anybody step over you and say, I'm trying to get into Macy's? <laughs> hey,
10: hey, I'm walking here. Wait, it's the
8: American Girl store. <laughs> I'm
10: walking here. Hey, I'm trying to get Josefina here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, people did help. But, I, you know, I I don't know if you've ever done this, Steve. When something happens where you, like, really man up, mm-hmm. you know, you're like, oh, I'm not hurt. Yeah. Right, I'm fine.
4: No, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, oh, I'm this, hey, this is you know, just blood. Yeah, let's go get a
1: beer.
10: <laughs> uh, I'm fine. I'm fine. But and at the moment, I was it didn 't really hurt until about an hour later, and then it hurt like a lot crazy. so I went to the emergency room, and oh that's where that's where did you break anything? I fractured my uh, my wrist you know when I tried to break
1: my Is foot. that right oh
10: jeez, I, I fractured my left wrist, and hey it 's super helpful because i'm left handed um, i've got a cast on it right now, and wow, uh, my knee is uh, my my knee that I fell on is uh super super sore and that's all scraped up Dude,
3: i hope and, you didn't tear your meniscus
10: and no my meniscus uh, is okay i did, did all the other tests that had a cat scan had x-rays of everything everything else is fine it was just mostly super super embarrassing
1: and how long before you were recognized immediately when you were bleeding on the ground or when you hosp- stood up
10: no in the hospital people were like hey hey i watch you on the morning oh oh this is going oh. <laughs> to. Oh. Oh.
8: did you report the pothole <laughs>
1: did not who is the least should sensitive I? person at should channel nine's morning news should i report the pothole
8: well yeah because yes. other people are going to do it Three one one. Three
1: one one. i think you probably it. got a good lawsuit too against the city well now there we're going we go now yeah. we're talking uh who is the least sensitive person at channel Nine? Oh no everyone's been super nice so is conrad
10: uh i am i'm playing this up for as much sympathy as possible i <laughs> don't blame you dude yeah uh, all right, we'll come back. I don't, I don't back. even need to be in a wheelchair, but I brought one anyway.
1: <laughs> we'll come back to talk a little show business first. But first, uh, we need to take a break because Dean needs to ice his face. <laughs> uh, and a martini. Oh, my microphone wasn't on. <clears throat> you know why? Because I didn't turn it on. We'll get back to Dean and his broken face in just a second. But first, we have a special Blackhawks announcement. I don't know about you, but this this one last shift thing I think is really cool. It's awesome. Because it gives you an opportunity to really salute the players you've loved. And in this 10th anniversary of that first championship, there's been a lot of looking back and enjoying it. The Blackhawks are going to honor our next guest. And he's only got a couple of minutes here with one more shift. And that is Chris Versteeg.
14: Steger! How's it
1: going, guys? Hey, congratulations, man. This must feel great.
14: Yeah, it's pretty amazing, you know, when you don't have uh, a Hall of Fame career or anything like that to... To be honored in these situations, you don't really think about it. So, uh, if it does come along, it's definitely a huge honor. So, I'm I'm excited.
2: Your your former teammate Dave Boland kind of choked up a little bit when he got his chance. Uh, What do you think the emotions are going to be like getting back on the United Center ice?
14: I think it'll be you know really emotional. I know for camp this year and being around everyone again and just being in the room, it was it was pretty emotional. But um, you know when you're saying goodbye and you know after a, a good run and a long run and. To an organization and a fan base that uh, means so much to me i'm sure i'm yeah. sure it's going to be hard but you know at the same time my family's all going to be there and uh, i know it's going to be a lot of shared emotions
1: can you believe it's been 10 years
14: no no not crazy it's Been crazy, yeah and you know 13 since i got to start with the blackhawks and it's yeah it's just it feels like it went by obviously it, 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 everyone who looks back they they say the same thing, but it really does just feel like it was yesterday where I was, you know, driving from Rockford to Chicago, and Al McIsaac called me and had me come up uh, to fly to Calgary to go play my first game. It's just it's wild how no, time uh, time flies.
1: Some great bobblehead nights coming up, and some great promotional nights as well. And you need to check that out by going to Blackhawks, uh, the Blackhawks website, ChicagoBlackhawks.com. com. But Steger, you deserve this the way the fans have loved you forever. Because here is a guy, Andy. Not the biggest guy on the ice, but we'll mix it up with anybody. Yes, sir. Got a great shot. Good heavy shot, by the way. Uh, And uh, we'll play both ends of the ice, which is what made Jake a great player. So, uh, man, enjoy every minute of this. Take a moment when you're on that. Just stop. Just stop and look at the crowd and just soak it in.
14: Yeah, you know, I'm definitely going to do that. I know in 2010, uh, when we... um, on the ice in game game five at home, and we won. And I remember just stopping. And I was like, "Man, I got to take a moment. I'm in the Stanley Cup Finals, and look around and see everyone going nuts, screaming. We want the cup. I know it's not the same situation, obviously, but." Yeah, those are moments, and again, on on Sunday, those are moments that I'm going to have to stop and take a look around because it's going to be a memory I'm going to remember.
1: Last the rest of your life. Chris Versteeg being honored with one more shift. Sunday, December 15th, that's this Sunday, just prior to the game against the Minnesota Wild, ChicagoBlackhawks.com. Congratulations, man.
14: Thanks, guys. Hope all's well.
1: Appreciate you being on. Uh, broken face, Dean Richards rejoins oh, us now. nice
10: honor, that is. Isn't that cool? Yeah.
1: Yeah, and he's a good dude. We like him. I like him. All right, so, so <clears throat> I don't want
10: to you know, try to compare his accomplishments, uh, but I uh, fell right in front of the American Girl. Well,
1: <laughs> listen, two superior athletes. You guys should get together. Yeah. Uh, how did Julie Anderson go?
10: Oh, it was just uh, you know people will ask me all the time who are my favorite people to interview. Uh, Julie Andrews is now uh, near the top of that list, maybe the the very top. Of is that the list. right? She could not be more lovely and friendly and down-to-earth and sweet and caring. Uh, you know, I had, I had met with her and her manager the day before the event, which was last night. We just got together to talk about the night. And, uh, you know, she was so concerned about my falling and was I okay. And she was, you know, very, like, like being my mother, uh, you know, worried about me. She's so sweet. But uh, so funny and amazing stories. It was like two hours on stage last night at the Chicago Theater uh, where, uh, you know, d- there, were, there were no restrictions. You know, a lot of times when these kinds of things go on, they say, don't ask this, don't ask that. They said, ask whatever you want. You know, the, we, we invited you. We, we trust you. Uh, and uh, we, we talked about her great career. People uh, filled out little cards. With questions, so it was like a QA and a with the audience.
1: Were any of the questions, what happened to Dean's face?
10: There was, you can't you can't really tell that anything's happened to my face. Uh-huh. We have amazing makeup people yeah. here at the TV
1: yeah. stations, too. Yeah. I like the pirate patch. I didn't expect to oh, see a wearing that oh, on TV. Oh, there,
10: there is that. our um, um, ar- 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 was it like to be Mary Poppins?
1: <laughs> are, is there any excerpts of that we can see? You guys are playing highlights, I know. We
10: are playing some uh, highlights. Do you have, like, a minute? To yeah, yeah hit it right now for A me. little something about uh, the, the making of Mary Poppins. Here we go. What, what's it like for you, or your, your first movie, and, you know, they come to you that day and go, we're going to wire you up today, <laughs> and you're going to go flying off into the sunset and, and well, sing. <laughs>
3: They saved all the really difficult uh, flying sequences for me until the very, very end of filming for me because if there had been an accident, presumably everything was in the can, if you know what I mean. There was a story where I was hanging around up in the rafters. I think it was the last day of filming, and I... Got sort of superstitious I thought that my luck was would run out or something Because it was very high And the wires were excruciatingly painful that Attached to my hip through my costumes And uh, I felt the I thought I felt the wire just give a few inches And I, oh gosh I got nervous And I said Excuse me Way down there uh, When I come down Would you Let me down very gently, please. I think that the wires gave a little bit, and I'm rather nervous today. And my wires went all the length of the studio and down to giant sandbags, which were my counterbalancing equipment. And... uh, Uh, The the word went all the way back to the studio. Let her down easy, Joe. When she comes down, let her down really easy. Uh And I plummeted to the stage. (laughs) Uh, Now, thank God for the counterbalances because I didn't get hurt. But I have to admit, I did let fly with a few expletives that Disney has never heard since...
10: I did make the offer uh on stage publicly that if anyone has those outtakes of Mary Poppins cursing like a sailor, <laughs> I would pay any money for those outtakes.
1: Ah, my best to your face, my friend. And uh um, my best to yours too. Yeah, I know. Thank well it's you know, equally the same and I didn't fall. <laughs> uh we'll talk to you later and see Dean on TV. We'll get the news next.
15: Lady loser. <laughs> oh
1: Well here you go, these are the uh Lady Loser. <laughs>
15: Telephone Christmas cards where I talk to celebrities and wish them Merry Christmas.
1: (laughs) Uh, Good morning, Mr. President. Uh, Mr. President? Good morning, Cochran.
15: uh, Before we get started, could I just take a moment to point out that God's gift to the silver screen, Mr. Robert De Niro, did not receive a Golden Globe nomination for the Irish. That's true. Couldn't have happened to a more deserving guy. I love the Hollywood Foreign Press. I really do.
1: You know, you're on our uh, uh, telephone Christmas card list this year. Uh, it Am saves, I really? Saves me a stamp, so I appreciate you being on Merry Christmas. So, and to me, and to continue here, the House Democrats announced two articles of impeachment against you yesterday. Did you watch the announcement?
15: Yeah, I got some of the coverage, but I got distracted and tuned out when Mike Pence emailed me the trailer for the new Ghostbusters movie. Okay, okay. Have you seen it? I'm I was not. watching, and the good news is the Ghostbusters reboot isn't starring any of those annoying broads from Saturday Night Live. <laughs>
0: this truly is
15: a season of miracles, sir. You got that right, Mike.
1: Well, I, you know i i i don't know what to say to you other than i'm happy that you're on and uh moving on from that uh, your personal lawyer rudy giuliani is back from his trip to ukraine he's expected to talk about the bidens later this week now you say he's got good information
15: oh does he ever i mean the information is bigly great i mean it's gonna blow your mind let's face it i'm not the kind of guy who would exaggerate
1: no never not you what kind of information
15: Well, I can't get into the details, but I will tell you that when Sleepy Joe hears about it, his hair plugs are going to pop out and have to be replugged. Believe me. Mm -hmm. Rudy is so much more than a personal lawyer. He's like a private investigator. He's just like Magnum P.I., minus the mustache. The good looks, the Ferrari, and the hot girls. Just like like Magnum. Just like And Rudy's doing a fantastic job as my personal lawyer. I mean, if it wasn't for the fact that whenever he's doing an interview, it looks like he's on a combination of crystal meth and Adderall, (laughs) I'd probably make him my Inspector General. I really would.
1: (laughs) Mr. President, uh, Nancy Pelosi and you, you're both on the shortlist to be Time Magazine's Person of the Year. What are your thoughts there?
15: Well, frankly, I'm shocked, because I had no idea Nancy had been promoted to person. Yep. Yeah, but I will tell you, if I end up winning person of the year, the Democrats will accuse me of colluding with the Time magazine people. And before you know it, we'll be well on our way to another witch hunt. It's very sad. Now, from what I understand, there's another magazine that's also interested in putting Nasty Nancy on the cover.
1: I didn't know about this.
15: Which magazine? Popular Mechanics. Yeah, they want to do a cover story on her face and how it's a testament to the modern construction techniques. (laughs) The lady never blinks her eyes, Cochran. It's fascinating stuff. (laughs) All right,
1: so CNN and the Washington Post reported you've continued to use your unsecured personal cell phone to conduct official business off the record.
15: They say you've even given out your personal cell phone number to other heads of state. Wrong. Wrong. Look, everybody needs to relax about this. I've only given out my number to the people I trust the most. The only people you would trust with sensitive, confidential information. Okay. People like Boris Johnson, oh. Dennis Rodman, oh, Vladimir Putin, oh, Ted Nugent, oh, Little Kim Jong-oompa-loompa, and Gene <laughs> Simmons. That's all. Completely safe people to share info with. Oh, sir, don't forget all the Kardashians except Chloe. Oh, right. And the uh, 12 Miss America contestants. Uh-huh. And the three blondes on the Baylor Women's College Championship basketball team. Okay, Mike, that's enough. Thank you. Happy to help, your eminence. <laughs> Look, bottom line is this. My phone is incredibly secure. Incredibly. In fact, my phone has the world's most sophisticated fecal recognition software available. Uh,
1: I think you meant facial recognition now let me switch topics north korea called you a heedless and erratic old man and are threatening to call you a dotard again if you don't stop calling little kim rocket man so now they're calling you names are you going to start calling them more names and what about all the beautiful
15: letters you know it sounds like little kimbo might be a little hangry maybe you could use a new bacon barbecue burger and a snickerdoodle mcflurry from mcdonald's limited time only Look, that wasn't meant as an insult at all, Cochran. Not at all. See, in the Korean language, let me explain something to you. Everybody knows they don't have an alphabet over there. They just have funny-looking drawings of little boxes with squiggly lines on the top of them that looks like a hangman game. So heedless and erratic old man always gets confused with the phrase, man with head of eternal hair. Okay, okay. And that quote about North Korea calling me a dotard again is just a typo. What they meant to say is that Kim and I are so alike, we're practically brotards.
1: Oh, Sure. That's
15: a real word. You can look that up in the Urban don't Dictionary.
1: don't know if that's actually true.
15: Now, as far as them being mad that I'm calling him Rocket Man, I honestly think it's a misunderstanding. I mean, it's a compliment. Kim and I play this game where we talk to each other on the phone using Elton John's song titles. Really? I call him up and say, hey, Rocket Man, and he says, I'm still standing. Can you feel the love tonight? And then we end each phone call with a duet of Goodbye, Norma Jean. That's it's all just, in good fun.
1: Interesting that you call each other that. Now, uh, People Magazine wrote that the new unauthorized biography about the First Lady called Free Melania says she's really in charge of the White House, has a lot of influence over your decision.
15: Okay, you're quoting an article from People Magazine, please. That's like asking me if an article you read in the New York Times is true. Well, does she have influence over you? I'd love to answer your question, but I haven't run it by her yet. I'll, I'll take a rain check and <laughs> okay. get back to you on that one.
1: Finally, you made some remarks about EPA water restrictions this week. You said Americans are unhappy because they got to flush 10 or 15 times. Where did you get those numbers?
15: It's called common sense, Cochrane, okay? Look, today's bathroom fixtures are just too restrictive. Too restrictive. Especially in my private Oval Office bathroom. I mean, if I have to keep stopping what I'm doing to flush the toilet, how am I supposed to put together a cohesive tweet? That, Sad. You,
1: you make a good point. I hope we talked before the Christmas holiday, but thanks for calling today, President Trump.
15: Don't count on it, loser.
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, breaking news this morning—at least Greta Thunberg was named Times 2019 Person of the Year. I just didn't have the courage to tell President Trump that while I was talking to yeah, him. He would have freaked out. Good morning, Adam Hug.
16: Oh, I can't believe I got beat out for that.
1: Yeah, first sexiest man alive. Now this. Ugh. Speaking of breaking news, you have some.
16: Yeah, just a little bit, um, but I was uh, told that the NFL has executed a six-day flex window. Usually it's 12 days, which means... uh, So yesterday we thought that the Bears-Chiefs game, which is week 16 on December 22nd, was just going to be a Sunday night game because usually that's the window and it passed by but i was told this morning that uh, they actually executed a 6-day flex window which means they're going to wait to see what happens this weekend if the bears beat the packers or not uh, to make a determination on week 16. So if you're if you're traveling for the holidays around that weekend before christmas, there's a chance that that bears chiefs game still gets moved if the bears are eliminated this weekend.
1: So this is not about ratings because bears chiefs would get a bigger number than new orleans tennessee. It's about competitive and playoffs.
16: Yeah, I'm. A, I, I, that's why I thought this game would stay because I figured, you know, even if the Bears are eliminated, you still got Patrick Mahomes going up against Mitchell Trubisky yep. and Matt Nagy going up against Andy Reid. It seemed like a, the bigger game over New Orleans and Tennessee, but uh, I think the NFL wants all these games down the stretch in prime time to matter, and there is a chance that the Bears get eliminated on Sunday.
2: All right, so uh, going into this game against the Packers, we know that uh, we will not see Roquan Smith. He's on IR. Akeem Hicks, uh, good to go. Is that uh, that kind of what you're hearing?
16: Yeah, the team is not confirming that at this point. They say he still needs to go through some final steps here. But, uh, look, this is the biggest game of the season. They absolutely have to win. Akeem Hicks, we've talked to him now for uh, last week and this week, and he says he's good to go. So uh, I'd be completely shocked. I think it's a 99.9% chance that Akeem Hicks plays on Sunday at Lambeau Field. And it should help. Uh, because they are they are a banged-up defense right now. We don't know if cornerback Prince of Mukamara will be back. Obviously, you're down both of your inside linebackers with Danny Trevathan and Roquan Smith. Uh, some solid replacements there, but we've seen what this defense looks like without Akeem Hicks. It makes it a lot easier to block Khalil Mack and Leonard Floyd. And let and don't forget, Leonard Floyd loves playing the Packers. Seven and a half of his career, 18 and a half sacks. Uh, are against green bay so uh, that's something that they can unlock and you'd like to have a keem hicks out there
1: seems like opening night was about 10 minutes ago against the packers when we all felt like this is the year uh turns out it wasn't and it isn't um but they ain't dead yet um how are you feeling about the game
16: I like the matchup. I think that this is uh, these are two teams that are a lot different than they were in Week One. And remember, it still came down to the final moments of the game when Trubisky threw that interception in the end zone, and Adrian Amos picks picks him off. Uh, the Bears were a mess offensively that night, that continued on for much of the first half of the season, and they seem to have figured things out here in recent weeks. Trubisky's playing a lot better. The offense as a whole is playing a lot better. And meanwhile, that Packers defense was lights out in September they've slipped they are especially struggling to stop the run and the Bears running game has looked better in past week so I think that these two teams are a lot closer uh, in talent and overall performance right now than the record suggests and I and I I I honestly think the Bears um, I, I like the Bears chances a lot to win on Sunday.
2: All right, you mentioned the offense clicking in recent games. It, does it seem like uh, Matt Nagy finally conceded that he needs to move Mitch around the pocket a little bit and also encourage him to run from time to time?
16: Yeah, so I think we've seen that in recent weeks. Um, I don't know why it took so long. I don't know if the injury had something to do with that. I think that there was a uh, desire to really – Develop Mitch as a is a pocket passer, which is which is understandable, but meanwhile the offense was sputtering. So Nagy got back to the things that, that Trubisky likes and then in the past two weeks, lo and behold, uh, unlocking some of those things that Trubisky likes to do has Made him a better pocket passer because a lot of these big plays he's made, he's actually just been hanging in there in the pocket, going through his progressions and making the right throws. And I think that comes from confidence. So I think he got his confidence back by doing the things that make him comfortable, rolling out, uh, using his legs more. And meanwhile, that's just got him playing with a little bit more swagger and playing faster. The game's slowing down for him finally, and I think that's why uh, Mitchell Trubisky's starting to be unlocked here.
1: Different feel of practice this week?
16: Uh, well, they'll start out there on the practice field today, but having been in the building the, the last two days, you do you do feel like um, there's a sense of relief. I think that's a good way to put it. That, uh, you know, a month ago, things were really dicey. I think there was a lot of self doubt about Trubisky and about the offense and just the, the general direction of the team. And now I think they feel like, um, look, it's going to be a disappointment if they don't make the playoffs, and that's probably still going to be the case, but at least the future seems, uh, You know They seem to be on the track that we all thought they were on here, which was a two- or three-year window uh, to have success. It's Adam Hogue. Where do we read you? Wgnradio.com, and I will have a piece up either today or tomorrow on why there's a lot more to play for in these last three games than just the playoffs.
1: And what about your podcast?
16: That is up. Hogan Johns. You can get that on WGNRadio.com or wherever you listen to your podcast. Whatever app you use, it's there for you. We'll have a new episode previewing Bears Packers tomorrow.
1: Sorry about the time person of the year, dude.
16: I know. I I, but I'm you. more upset about the sexiest man alive.
1: Yeah. well, yeah. I, was, I didn't vote I for was behind, that one. I was behind yeah. both of you. Uh, that's Adam Hogue, and we're back in the Northwestern Medicine newsroom next. By the way, uh, David Huckberg is sponsoring my New Year's Eve comedy shows. Nice. Yeah, so it'll be great. And we're doing a day-night doubleheader. So you bringing the food, too? Uh, no, we're after Bob for that, okay. but it's like a one o'clock and a seven o'clock. Oh, nice. One o'clock at the Rouse, seven o'clock at the Tivoli. Uh, oh, if there's rain, we'll do them. Uh, you have to make them up, I guess. <laughs> uh, Team Hochberg helped thousands of WGN listeners, but we and that's sponsored again by David Hochberg, right. Team hockberg and uh, Homeside Financial. Uh, Homeside Financial, an equal housing lender, NMLS number one one two four zero six one.
4: Johnny, you have 10 seconds to sell yourself. News click today. Should the Cubs get rid of Chris Bryant? How will you vote? Go. No. Mazur says no. No. Our news click yesterday. Do you like the idea that the Democrats are impeaching the president? We got a super big ton of response on that one. Was it close? Uh, The results after the news. Oh, good tease. Hmm.